0: empower you podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners we discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic cultural and societal perspective we believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future subscribe to our channel and let us empower you Welcome back to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kibboy Cooper and I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. How you doing tonight? I was looking at some numbers earlier today and uh, you know, Empower You Podcast is definitely growing. and I just wanted to shout out uh, California. I've got a lot of listeners out there and I uh, just wanted to say I see you and I appreciate your listenership. Um, share the message with your friends and family. And uh, let's, let's continue to move forward with empowering uh, content that will uh, leave a ladder to the future and, and, and help us all move a little bit closer to our destination. So our topic for this episode is trusting the process. And our guest is Dr. Darnell Brown. Dr. Darnell Brown is amazing. And I'll read you just a little bit of his resume before he comes on to talk with us, okay? Dr. Darnell Brown received his BA in psychology at Georgetown University. He earned his medical degree and master's of public health from New York Medical College School of Medicine. He was the chief resident at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson School of Medicine and completed the acute and reconstructive burn fellowship at harvard medical school massachusetts general hospital he was also clinical instructor in the department of plastic surgery at harvard medical school massachusetts general hospital before being awarded the aba burn travel fellowship in 2019 He's an author of a number of publications and several national presentations at national conferences. He's currently practicing at Indiana University. We are so glad uh, to have Dr. Brown with us today to talk about trusting the process. I can't wait to get into it. Dr. Brown, how you doing?
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, Kibway, thank you very much for the opportunity. You know, you're doing a lot of uh, what I would say is kind of an inspirational work, which is honestly what we need nowadays, you know. uh, (laughs) I think people are getting a little desperate out there and looking a little lost and feeling like they need a little guidance, and uh, I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with it all, and I'm happy to be a part of the process.
0: Thank you so much,
1: Um, man. My day has been okay. It's been a reasonable day today. You know, sometimes it's crazy in the world of uh, kind of doing what I do. Um, And just kind of as a background for everybody, you know, I do acute and reconstructive burn surgery. Um, And so that basically means I take comprehensive care of anybody and everybody who may have suffered from some sort of burn injury. It could be something as mild as you were cooking fried chicken and. Oops a daisy, spilled some grease on yourself, to oh my goodness, what just happened? You know, my house blew up. And so all those things kind of range from like the very mundane, sort of simple things to like the ramen noodles spilled on myself to (laughs) what do we do next? And now you need to see me to have surgery or reconstructive procedures done and different things for your your wounds and injuries. Wow, man.
0: That seems really, um, that seems like that could be very gruesome and kind of uh, difficult to process over time.
1: It's definitely a challenging job, you know, like any sort of job that's got its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, It's definitely a very hard job. I have a massive amount of respect for my burn team and for the nursing staff and all of the people that sort of help take care of these patients because their issues can be complex, their recovery can be long. And having a team and somebody that stands behind you to help guide the way. And what I'd like to say is, when it's really bad, somebody that's going to try to help you be the new best you you can be. Mm. And if I am part of that process for those individuals, it is I am honored to try to help them be their best self And bad things when
0: bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, you. It sounds like you're very skilled at what you do. I was looking at your bio, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But also, man, what a what a state. Uh, I'm sure some of your patients were in. Um, so, it just a little uh backstory here. So I used to work. Um, for all of you that are listening, um, I used to be a valet manager of a hospital back in my college oh. years, and it was of uh-huh. St. Joe Hospital, which had a huge burn unit. Obviously. And uh, so I used to push wheelchairs with severely burned patients in and out of the hospital on their way to recovery. And, and, and it was just, just helping them in and out of vehicles, um, making sure they had whatever care they needed. And I was only in charge of them from the curb to, to the entrance. (laughs) So even in that short amount of time, it was just uh, it was just really interesting and um, humbling. You know, you, you think about the problems that you have and, and the things that are going on in your life. And then you also, you know, turn around and someone's pulling up in a car and someone who's literally been in a house fire and has had most of their skin burned off. So now they're here to, to embark on this process of getting put back together. Um, and then obviously they go see you, who, who puts them back together. Which is just sometimes
1: literally, sometimes physically, sometimes metaphysically, sometimes emotionally. You know, it's a it's a literal roller coaster sometimes for some people, and it is a very humbling process to be in a position that I'm in to try to help people during these times of need and yeah. and things. And this you know, goes from the ground up, you know, from the first responders that help them to the emergency room docs to you know, all the therapists and stuff like that, they need to kind of get back to doing what they need to do. Yeah. Including yourself, too, man. I mean, it makes a big difference, you know, for these people who have these life altering injuries. And sometimes they're temporary, um, but they need a little hands. Sometimes they can't walk up the stairs. Sometimes they can't go down the hallway because they're still recovering. And they need somebody to push their wheelchair, open their doors, and stuff like that. And it's no small thing, it's, you know, honestly, too small for you know, some of these people when they need a hand
0: wow man well thank you for what you do and uh it's really uh it's really great that you're here um i'm gonna be real respectful of your time and uh one of the 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 topic for our interview today is trusting the process and obviously um you work in an environment where you help people through a process you know they come to you with different wounds And you are helping them get through the process of recovery and even reconstructing um, what their life could look like on the other side of that process. And so one of my first questions to you um, is, you know, thinking back through uh, medical school and other things that you have done, um, what's been uh, your most challenging process, Um, whether it's from, you know, medical school or even before then? um sure. and what really challenges you today hmm
1: you know i gotta say depending on what chapter in the book of life you are in <laughs> there's always a little bit of drama and there's always a little bit of uh you know sometimes an anthill and sometimes a mountain that you gotta climb in right. each chapter in your life and you know we've all gone through different chapters in our lives i can mention so many different areas and sections that you know there are things to kind of overcome all kinds of stuff you know when i was young and growing up honestly it's going to be sounding a little dated it's going to sound a little weird but sometimes you know we had to do homework by candlelight mm. because they couldn't pay the power bills and the electric bills and stuff oh, like that man. and that's no like disrespect that's no disrespect to my to my parents you know they struggled they both worked and dude, dude sometimes <laughs> sometimes you learn how to do your math homework to candlelight. <laughs> that's
2: right. Listen, and it's okay. Those days. And nobody
1: would think, and dude, nobody would know any better. Nobody would think any better of it. You know, we clean up good, but sometimes you come from humble beginnings and you gotta like, you know, just do the best you can with what you got. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. You know, so that's, you know, some of the early days, you know, um, I would say some of the most recent challenges is the process of being a, a doctor is long the process of being a surgeon is longer. (laughs) The process of specializing and doing those things is even longer. If I could, uh, I mean, if I could tell you how long I've been in school, you'd cry. Uh, That being (laughs) said, the process is worth it in the end, uh, as long as you do it for the right reasons, you Mm. know, and the right reasons are to try to help people and to try to get, you know, utilize your potential and your ability for the most, that you can get out of it. And so it's a long process. Sometimes it's a a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I like to akin to, which I didn't know in my earlier days when I'm thinking about things in general with that marathon and sort of sprint analogy, you know, I can surf and I sort of like the water and my kind of vibe is very like laid back and relaxed very chill and honestly (laughs) most people that meet me like like 85% of the people that meet me think I'm from like California or an island or something like that and you know I didn't have a hard time didn't come from humble beginnings and you know that sort of thing but I akin it to surfing or to swimming you know sometimes you got to know when to paddle and sometimes you got to go with the flow of the ocean, the flow of the river, the flow of just the water, because it's more powerful than you. And, um,
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: You know, and sometimes you need help along the way, and that's okay too. And sometimes you got to know when to swim, and sometimes you got to know when to go along for the ride, because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing <laughs> while you <you're>, can do <laughs> while you're in the process. That being said, you know you got to float, and you can guide yourself and do things like that. But yeah. you know, sometimes there's a tide. You know, sometimes there's an undercurrent and rip tide, and sometimes the best thing to do is just ride it out. Yeah. Ride the wave as long as you can. Get through that as much as you can. And then, like, come to the surface, regain your bearings.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that you said that's so profound um, for me is even though, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do, and for you, becoming a doctor, becoming a surgeon was really long, you have, you're you doing yeah. things for the right reason, when you said that, I think that, that resonated with me a lot because if you don't have a, a significant why, if you haven't assessed what it is you're really trying to do um, outside of just obtaining the goal, um, your, your struggle can have very little context.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you may not even understand or know the why. And sometimes you're so buried in the thought or so buried in things that you just blinders on and we just kind of want to get through it.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and that that was sort of like that for me during some of my residency training. You know, it was a very challenging sort of time. I'm a very sort of inquisitive person. And, you know, being a surgeon and having the temperament of a classic surgeon may not be what... (laughs) you would think that I am and that I meet. And so, you know, I'm not super aggressive. I'm not really in your face all the time. I'm pretty like team player, pretty mellow about my approach to things. Doesn't mean I don't care. Doesn't mean I won't take the reins and I won't try to control situations and make things happen. But one of the things that you learn in medicine is there's a lot of unknownness to things, which some people don't want to hear. There's a lot of art involved in the delivery of things there's a lot of you know bedside manner and nuances that will change whether or not somebody is compliant with your recommendations or your treatments or whether or not they even want to talk to you or whether or not you can't even get the message across mm. because of how you speak to them or your perspective or you know their perceived understanding of how you treat them and so that's a They feel.
0: Uh, Yeah, that that is. um, Yeah, I I wouldn't even. Hmm. So when I think of
1: judgment everywhere and prejudgments everywhere, and if somebody gets the notion that they're being judged in a negative light, or you're not taking their complaint seriously, or things like that, they may not open up to you. They may not share things with you. They may not tell you what's going on with them and their problems and their real struggles and like kind of where they need the help. It's bad enough and it's hard enough to ask for help.
0: (laughs) Then you gotta be vulnerable enough to receive it, you know? And
1: then, exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So you talked about like, you know, your approach to things. And um, obviously, you've had a vast life experiences. What What was your upbringing like? Like, what 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 informs your why? What informs your desire to help people and do what you do?
1: Uh I mean, I have a very strong family kind of background. Um, both my parents, good people, nice salt of the earth people. Um, my dad worked as a dialysis tech for a number of years. Okay, and my mother worked kind of in the administrative side, which is like the office end of working in a hospital and stuff like that. I got two sisters, both of them are younger, and they do amazing things, all very different. All very different. You know, my, you know, my little sister is a merchant marine, so she's literally traveling around the world, living on ships, doing all kinds of interesting things on the sea, on the oceans, in ports and stuff like that. So she lives sort of a very cool traveling life in that way. And then my other sister's a landscape architect and she also has a face painting business on the side that she's been very successful at. And
2: I think we all have
1: a level of kind of creativity yeah, in addition to the structure of how we think about things, yeah. which I'm not really sure how uh, that was built and honed into us. You'd have to, have to do a podcast on my mom and my dad <laughs> to kind of figure out how they instilled some of those things, but everybody's uh, a little bit creative and, you know i'm probably the most traditional one in the sense of you know okay. hey when you grow up you should be a
0: right 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 whatever yeah or
1: whatever right but, um but it's certainly a very creative traditional path even though it's kind of one of those things
2: mm.
1: so
0: you talked about you know your 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 family background um, and i think that's interesting that you're the oldest and and the the chill one because my older sister is not chill at all. Um, she's the oldest, and she's not They're chill. They're usually not. She's
1: not well, chill.
0: She's, the, she's well, like she's the, the, the she's other the paver. mom.
1: Yeah. She's the paver. <laughs> we got to pave the way. That's and, right. And pay, it, it takes a lot of work to pave the way. You yeah. know, we're the ones that experience all of the accidents. We're the ones that experience yes. all the missteps <laughs> when your parents are trying to raise you. And you got to, like, <laughs> set the good example and then you got to do the right thing, and like, there's a lot of pressure that goes along with that role. Yeah. You know, um. And you, I don't know. Maybe you'd have to ask my sisters if I'm actually chill or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they right. may not. Oh, yeah. They may not think so in the home fund. <laughs> maybe it's just uh, when I'm doing my podcast and I'm uh, more palatable. <laughs> right.
0: Right. You know what? You know, but I think in in the the line of work that you do, especially with the high stress environments, I'm sure. Um, That you're in, you know, you kind of have. I I would assume you have to have some kind of like immovable um, mental balance because I can only imagine the energy you get off of patients um, as you help them through that process. Because you know, I I can only imagine you would give some pretty um, harsh truths to people at times about what it's going to be like when they're trying to recover about what you. Are, are expecting to happen as they go through this process and how they are um, going to have to deal with these things and be patient yeah. and understand that this stuff is not going to happen overnight. And so, you know, I, I, I'm sure that has to come with a level of bedside manner and things like that, um, which makes perfect sense that you uh, got your BA in psychology because I'm sure there's a lot of that that goes into (laughs) the way that you approach difficult diagnosis, difficult delivery of news, uh, maybe setbacks in someone's recovery in their process. How do you... What does it mean to you to help someone through their process?
1: So, I would say that's a very interesting thing that you brought that up from my background and my sort of beginnings. I actually went to medical school I actually thought I was going to be a psychiatrist
0: oh okay yeah. all right
1: yeah well so so I started out as like the president of my family medical while involved was in med school which oh, is, yeah. is like your general GP and your general doctor they take care of you you know from birth to death kind of head to toe and you know kind of basic issues and stuff like that I love the mind and I love how people think about things and I love how people respond to things differently so I've always been fascinated and very interested with psychology and psychiatry and sort of human behavior and, and things like that. And so, I don't know, we all do things a little bit different. You do things differently than I do things. You may say something to me, you may say something to somebody else and proceed totally differently. Yeah. <laughs> right. Depending on who you say it to, even if you said it the same way or did a video recording of it, people just, they yeah. get it a different way. Oh, yeah. So I find that fascinating. So I actually thought I was going to be a psychiatrist. And I have a few friends who are psychiatrists. That's probably maybe where the bedside men are Mm. That being said, during my rotations, probably midway through, actually toward, towards the end, midway through towards the end, I was on a surgery rotation as a medical student, and my friend and one of my mentors now, Francis good friend, he, I don't know, he just said, oh, you have good hands, <laughs> and I was like, okay, and he's like, oh, you have good hands, maybe you should do something with that, and it just yeah. sort of stuck with me. And it was kind of one of the things like maybe I should do something with that. Right. Maybe it's like one of those things where I should be like utilizing, you know, the cards that I've been dealt and the gifts that I have for whatever purpose that I can do with them. So I should fully try to utilize my potential and maybe I can be a surgeon with good hands and good technique. And then I can superimpose my interest with human behavior and psychology and all that in the background and use that to be more compassionate or use that to be more empathic and, you know, somehow it kind of just worked out that way. Yeah. It wasn't intended that I was going to go into this field. It wasn't intended that I was going to literally try to help people and rebuild their lives and do things like that for them. But. You know, sometimes the process has a way of working out. Somebody recognizes a strength, somebody recognizes a weakness, somebody recognizes something in you. And, uh, you know, I'm not the first person to go through this process and get there. And I certainly won't be the last person. But, you know, just in terms of your initial question about the process, there's a process, two things. And I think the biggest thing is trying to be open and receptive to going along that path, absorbing the influences along that path whatever direction they may come with and seeing if those things sort of like jive and seeing if those things kind of work with you, you know, what you're trying to achieve, where you find your passion, where you find how that is going to speak to you. And then it, you know, I do have a hard job. I do deliver terrible news, but maybe I am better at doing and delivering that news or dealing with something to get somebody to that next phase of where they need to go to. Uh, so I don't know. Hmm. It just worked out that I'm kind of here doing this and it's going pretty good so far. <laughs> so you stumbled
0: on to becoming a reconstructive burned surgeon how does that happen i mean i i guess it goes what you're saying you know you have to be vulnerable and and receptive of the different influences that you got and somebody said something along your path and it just clicked you know what i mean i think that's yeah. cool i've never heard of someone accidentally uh becoming a surgeon you know like
1: it's Usually when you think of that. Are, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it's going back to the thing where I said about the swimming. Right. There are certain moments where you have to swim, you have to put your blinders on. And one of the things that I was alluding to before in a during my like, surgical training and having a more relaxed tempo and all those things, I mean, it's really hard to deliver the news. And there's a lot of burnout that goes along with it. There's a lot of re-evaluating, like what you're doing. You know, now with like COVID going on, there's a real thing about COVID burnout. And that's like a real thing where you're just trying to it's really hard to deliver bad news all the time, where it's really hard to deal with seeing hard things all the time. Mm. So there's, you know, ways to do that. Self-protective mechanisms. Sometimes you have to put a wall up and put your blinders on and then just not pay attention to things and kind of turn your humanity down because it's overwhelming you. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody about it. Sometimes you need a core group of friends, a therapist, a hobby. Sometimes you need to like an outlet that will sort of uh, reinvig- reinvigorate. You. you know, you need something that keeps you kind of going. You know, you, you can't always be a giver, and you have to have something that you can do to keep the tank full or to keep you motivated and
2: keep All right.
1: sort of going. The resilience and the amount of other things that you need, and everything is it's different for everybody. It's just different for everybody. Some people need to talk to their family. Some people may go down a path and, you know, turn to substances or alcohol or something that is like an unhealthy pathway. Right. And some people pray. Some people, I mean, there's just a variety of different ways to do it. The point is, is that there's a variety of different ways to do it and to get down the same path or a similar path or a neighboring path. And, you know, I think part of what you're doing is trying to connect people with, some of these paths and realizing that people can go down that path and maybe they need a little guidance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need a little help. Maybe they didn't realize they were interested in that path. So they want to talk about it. Yeah. Maybe they're in the middle of the path and they're stuck <laughs> and they have no idea if they're going to make it to the end with the light at the end of the tunnel. So they need to talk to somebody about it or they want to figure out how to get to a certain place or a certain location or. Yeah.
0: You know, I want to go back to what you said about being um, receptive to the influences that happen or that you encounter along the process because um, I think that's very important because when we do have our blinders on, when we're in our process, when we do have our rigid thinking going on, um, Mm -hmm. I know for myself, sometimes I can miss things. And I'm learning as I get older and the more I do things that I'm, you're supposed to get stuck at certain points because another something is going to get you unstuck. So trusting that process of finding a new problem, getting stuck on that new problem, finding a solution for that new problem, or having a new influence that sparks a different frame of mind um, that may feel right to you or that makes you inquisitive about what that could mean for your life i think that's really important that's something i have struggled with because when i set my mind to do something i'm just gonna do it man i mean i'm just gonna just press you know what i mean that's that's been uh my mom had a lot of chronic pain when i was growing up and um she used to say that to me all the time you just gotta press baby you just gotta press And that's been my motto um, because I saw her push through a lot of things. I saw my dad push through a lot of things. And so my knee-jerk reaction to um, problems along the way is to push harder. But that's not always what you need to do. Sometimes you just need to listen to the person who's talking to you. Because even though it's not in the echo chamber of your own head, that too is part of the process of learning to accept different ideas from different places that maybe you weren't expecting before, um, which is really cool to think that you already were preparing yourself to uh, to mentally uh, and from a clinical psychology perspective care for people and help them care for themselves. And then this other element gets introduced where you're physically caring for them and you're emotionally, you know, if you were to determined like oh nope that's not what i came here to do then you would never be able to reach the level of of fulfillment in the way that you are right now and it doesn't mean that that wouldn't have been great but you wouldn't be who you are right now um and i think that's interesting how did i think there there has to be a level of resilience um that even though your process even though your influences even though you pivot you still understand that you're in the process of becoming something. Um, and so you have to be receptive to that. I think that's very, it's always uh, excites me when I hear people who I feel like are really um, accomplished say things like, yeah, this is wasn't really my first choice. You know, I kind of had some other plans in mind, but, you know, um, changed directions slightly. Just that. I feel like it's so inspiring for me at least, because sometimes people can really encourage you um, to be just one thing all the time. You know, um, you need to do this or or, or, uh, you need to follow through, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but it's okay to change, it's okay to change your direction. Hey, thank you for listening to Empower You Podcast. Empower You Podcast started as just an idea, a way to connect with listeners and those who are never in the room when you have inspirational folks or people who have beat tremendous odds talking about their journey. And so I created Empower You Podcast to put you in the same room as those influential and inspiring everyday folks who are doing tremendous work to better all of our lives. And they even give us an opportunity to learn from some of their own personal practices through the thought exercises. Now, what I thought was just going to be a really great way to reach people has turned into an international listenership, international engagement. And I am truly thankful for every listen that I have on this podcast. And I want to let you know that I am so happy to be able to offer one-on-one coaching and even a masterclass where I teach you exactly what I'm doing in order to reach the people and the countries that I'm able to reach through this platform. If you have a great idea and are struggling on how to get it out, how to bring your message to the world, I really encourage you to reach out to Podcast at gmail.com and let me know how I can help. We offer one-on-one coaching and a unique masterclass, which will show you how to take your great idea to a amazing message that reaches all over the world. Remember, podcast at gmail.com for any more information and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like going to school. It's like going, it's like, you know, if you're going to school and you're a particular major, just because you started out as that major doesn't mean you end up as that major later. Great. And there's nothing sort of wrong with that. You know, you kind of have to be aware of you know, whether or not you're choosing to do that and then changing your mind, which is okay. Or whether or not circumstance now makes it so that you can't access certain things and now you are only able to do certain things or you only have certain opportunities. And and really, I guess the, the thought is really just try to maximize each and every opportunity that you're given, try to make the best of it. And sometimes you are dealt Crafty hand, and sometimes you gotta, you know, I don't want to say no one to fold, but no one to like not lay all your chips on the line because you know you're not gonna win that round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> save, save it for save it for another round. Yeah. And then battle and pick them and choose them so that you can, you know, figure out how to sort of win the war and get to where you need to get to, and you know, in life. And it's okay to change your mind. And I think the important thing is that like really there've been so many people that have changed their mind and gone on to do amazing things and that's okay. There's yeah. how many times has somebody designed something or thought about doing something that didn't work? Oh Probably God. all the time. All yeah. The time. <laughs> yeah. And then if you reframe that problem or you reframe that experience to say, okay, well that didn't work okay, well, now you know that that didn't work, so maybe don't do that again and try to figure out a different angle or a different way to work the problem. If that's the problem and that's the goal and that's what you're still trying to achieve, maybe you need to just think about that and reframe that. The other thing I want to say about that is there's nothing wrong with being stubborn and hard-headed and trying to push through and put your blinders on because sometimes you need to do that because you just don't have the bandwidth upstairs. You just don't have, like, I mean, there's only so much emotional intelligence, only so many hours in the day only so much time and only so many resources and if you don't have the faculties to do that you have to recognize the fact that you have your limits and you're only human
2: Mm. you
1: can't do everything you can't make everybody happy you can't check every box you can't go more than 24 hours in a day you know yeah you got to realize some of those limits and then the flip side of that on top of that inside of knowing your limits, is you got to give yourself a break sometimes hmm you got to be kind to yourself.
0: You know, you're, you
1: gotta for yourself
0: and be kind to yourself when you do these things. Otherwise, yeah, you're 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 uh, you're you're rolling into two of my other questions, and I love it. Oh, Okay, it. Um, my, right. unplanted, my, unplanted. <laughs> you're, my my next question was, how do you practice resilience uh, when things are not going well in your process? And you kind of touched sure. on that. Um, if you want to recap a little bit of that, uh,
1: for the resilience part. Yeah. I would say I've learned different coping strategies over the years. Right. Um, one of them was put your blinders on and keep them on and put them on longer and (laughs) forget about things. That was an early phase of a simple thing. Just because I, you know, I just didn't have the capacity to like be receptive and be open to other things because it, the options and the choices were confusing and
2: yeah.
1: had to stick to the one goal that you were trying to do and just kind of stick to that thing. Um, running. I used to run a lot, work out a lot, you know, do a lot of sort of physical activities and stuff like that to burn off sort of nervous energy, Yeah, uh, any sort of angst or anything like you had going on. While you're doing those activities, it really lets you clear your mind and lets you sort of like either clear your mind and it's a blank slate. So you can like let it relax or so then you can run and think about other options as you're doing those sort of things. Right. Um, you know, I ran the Boston marathon last year because somebody said it was a good idea. It was raising money for charity and you know, I don't know. It just sort of gives you one goal to kind of work on as you're like working on things.
0: Yeah. Um, That's
2: dope.
1: Talking to people.
2: Yeah.
1: Having good friends. Having a good core group of people who you trust their opinion on. You may not even have to agree. You could have a different opinion. You could have a different set of things. But, you know, if that person sort of cares about your well-being and is interested in talking with you about things, it's helpful just to get somebody else's perspective. Right. Right. You know, sometimes you have to sounding board and you just want to hear yourself talk. (laughs) But sometimes it's all You got to have that space, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that
1: space. um, I'm also a big hiker and a big outdoorsy person you know when you spend so much time in school and so many hours working in the hospital and you're rocking 80 hour work weeks and all kinds of things like that honestly just being outside of four walls in nature is very humbling and very grounding Mm. Uh, so i do a lot of hiking and i do a lot of things like that just to be in nature and be in a nice empty space and
2: honestly i don't even
1: mind doing things like that by myself Um, because then it allows you to kind of be with yourself Oh, Which yeah. is, I feel like, is a very important thing now, especially now with COVID now, because I feel like a lot of people
0: avoid themselves. because of
1: their quarantines and their social isolations and all these things are really struggling to be with themselves, and they're like Facetiming everybody, having phone meetings, having Zoom meetings, having all this stuff because they don't know what to do with themselves. Correct. And it's making them crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. And
1: sometimes you need that time to yourself to allow you to be with yourself so that you can think about things and it's okay to you know i mean sometimes it's being alone and sometimes you just need it to kind of figure out where what direction you need to go in next or what path you want to take next or are you making a big decision you want to switch gears you you need to sometimes be with yourself to come to those big decisions yeah um
0: finding your outlets Finding your outlets and learning how to be by yourself. You know, that... that, that.
1: Yeah, if, you, if playing a musical instrument. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe just podcasting for you.
0: Yeah. Man, let yeah. me tell you, it, it, this, this entire process of getting to this point and starting a podcast, all of that stuff, was born out of a need um, that I had to... Um, uh, create better dialogue than what I was hearing, uh, to create a space where people who were really hungry and thirsty for real world wisdom and, and to have a real human conversations with people, uh, access to, to people who inspire you and um, who, who are not haughty and heady and, and very full of themselves. And I, I've listened to certain podcasts, and don't get me wrong, there's amazing podcasts out there, um, but sometimes you listen to different things. And for myself, i I did not feel very seen. Um I think sometimes people can kind of talk over your head and things like that. And I just wanted to create a a safe space where people could really just come and and sit at the feet of people who uh, who were grateful and humble for where they were and were able to uh, impart some wisdom, you know, just like you were saying about not being too hard on yourself having a routine or something that helps you clear the air and, and let off steam, having a good group of friends, you know, like being receptive. I think all of these seemingly simple things get lost in the shuffle um, because there's so much noise. You know what I mean?
1: There's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's got a lot on their plates. But here's the thing, though. Everybody has a lot on their plate. Some plates are fuller than others. Right. That being said, there's probably somebody who's gone through something similar to what you've been going through, no matter how good or how bad it gets, Right. There's somebody similar to that. So from that respect, you're not alone. Right. Nobody knows exactly what you've been going through. Like, I don't treat every single patient like the last patient because I think I know what they've gone through. I don't know what they've gone through. I don't know how they've received it. I don't know how they've experienced it. And, you know, you kind of just have to uh, see how they're taking it and kind of go from there um, and try to help people with whatever they need help with, you know, and sometimes you can't even assume that they need help with something and sometimes they need to ask for that help. Right. You know, I've had to ask for help along the way all the time, you know, nobody's gotten anywhere by themselves. Like,
0: mm. just, nobody's. We're gonna... all
1: standing Dude, we're all at the feet of giants and other people who have come before us
0: right right oh man everybody that's that's really um encouraging and also humbling you know it's it's humbling in the fact that you'll live bro like <laughs> people have been here you know and and you just kind of kind of gotta to keep moving through it my sister told me that the other day she said kid boy as long as you don't die you're gonna get through it I was like, "Well, I guess you're right there," and she was like, "You just gotta yeah. keep, just gotta keep moving forward. As long as you don't die, you know. Yeah. As long as you, you don't really give gotta, up or quit, you're going, you're going to. to." Yeah.
1: But that being said, you do have to find. I feel like one of the things that happens though is people focus on this survival thing and this this idea of survival, which is obviously very important. Number one, like obviously, you want to survive. You want to make it to the next chapter in your life and you want to make it to the next page and you want to like do that. But while you're surviving, you have to figure out how to thrive. You got to figure out what makes you thrive. You got to figure out what fuels you to want to keep going or what fuels you to refuel your tank so that you can keep going on your journey and going down that path or tolerating that process. If it's a hard process that you're not tolerating, you got to find that like one little thing that keeps you sort of motivated. And if you can't find something like that in that path or in that process, maybe you have to be receptive to maybe this is not your path. Mm. And then you have to be open to change because you're not finding something that really fuels, fuels you and speaks to you.
0: Right. Um, right. Oh, man. That's really, really good. You did it again, though. You stumbled right into right. another question I had, which was uh, what what tip would you give right. <laughs> the audience or especially young people uh, about how to trust their process in an ever changing world? That was my uh, uh, question. And I think you just answered it. Did you want to add any to anything to that outside of finding things that right. motivate you in that journey? I
1: right. mean, you know, there's that old adage saying that, you know, like, change is constant, and that's, like, the only sort of, like, guarantee that something's going to change. Yeah. But that's okay. That means you're going to change, too. Your process might change. You may change. There are certain things that make us who we are and that are at our core, but, I don't know. I think that was, a, that was an interesting kind of
0: funny segue, huh? Yeah, man. You've done that a couple times. You just kind of rolled yeah. into the question that I had. So uh, I'm I'm very grateful that you're doing that. Makes everything flow really cool. Um, okay, so I'm I got to let you off of here at some point here. So oh let's oh, get. Oh okay, I didn't into... realize. How long?
1: we've been on here for a
0: minute, huh? Yeah, yeah, we've been almost an hour, <laughs> almost an hour. Oh, uh, we just passed the forty six minute mark, but um, obviously I'm awesome to keep talking, but I really want to get to this thought exercise. I think it's really important. That even amongst all of the the conversation and things, um, once we turn the podcast off, once you have finished this episode, what is what is still turning in your head? And that's why I love these thought exercises, because I think all even through the week and you're going through things. You can be practicing these thought exercises that help you just move just a little bit farther find a little bit more joy and figure out how to thrive that's something i'm working on too is is learning how to thrive inside of that process and i think you touched on it by saying you know you have to find that thing that inspires you to keep going and for me it is the fact that I get to do this podcast and create something bigger than myself that people all over the 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 nation are listening to and even some people overseas. Shout out to Ireland for showing me love. Shout out hey, to, to Russia and, and, and Thailand and Australia and Hawaii, uh, California, all those places. Um, that really gives me an opportunity to uh, be vulnerable in a very unique way and it does help me thrive, so... I completely agree with that advice as far as finding something that uh, helps you thrive. And um, I don't want to take up too much time because I want you to give a thought exercise, man.
1: Um, so hmm. I would go with, I guess maybe like two different things. First thing is okay that I see happen a lot is a lot of times people are responding maybe in a negative way to, something that was said to them or something that was done to them or an opportunity that happened to them or something to that. And they take it very personally and sometimes it should be taken personally. But what I'd like to sort of offer is maybe if you, you know, like you get a really crazy text message or you get a really like nasty email or something that like rubs you the wrong way. Uh, And the first thing you want to do is just respond back and fight and go and like (laughs) full force with it and just respond to it. Right. That may not always be the right thing to do. Sometimes it's best to like pause. I don't want to say sleep on it, but pause and kind of like reflect on where the perspective was coming from and why that may have come your direction or may have rubbed you the wrong way, both from the standpoint of emotionally, like why did that rub you the wrong way? Practically and logistically, was there something that could have been done differently or done better? Um, Because a lot of times, it's a communication style or it is uh, how you're interpreting it like we talked about before and when you have your blinders on that oh yeah you can't see the big, dude, you can't see the big picture you're right in the middle of the you're right in the middle of the frame it's literally impossible so when you're under fire like that it's hard to kind of appreciate anything else except the bullets within that your head and like all that yeah. craziness but maybe if you step back and you kind of think about it maybe you can think about a way it is screw so I would Kind of urge everybody to like just pause, think about where the hate's coming from, think about where the negativity's coming from, think about what it is and why it's coming that way, and you might be able to roll that into something positive, either for yourself or about how to deal with it for the other party or for the other person. At the um, and then really, the other thing is just uh, be kind to yourself, I guess. Understand that your limits, you have limits. You can push your limits. You can grow and have new boundaries and break through glass ceilings and do all those things but you should still understand that you know you're only human and you have limits and you that's part of how you grow you know nobody's superman so recognizing that you sometimes need to be compassionate about yourself when you can't hit the mark or you are not getting what you want out of things it's not a I'm not trying to say give up on things. I'm just trying to say refocus and give yourself a chance to breathe because maybe there's another way to do it. Maybe there's another way to figure out that puzzle. Maybe this is not your path and stuff like that. And really, you know, you know, sometimes a bad idea is a bad idea. Mm -hmm.
0: Sometimes a bad idea is a bad idea. It's okay to let it go.
1: It's okay to let it go. And then the other really big thing is uh, I would say, generally speaking it's not hopeless it's just not easy
0: that is a uh profound statement right there um it's not hopeless it's just not easy yeah yeah those those two things can be um very easily confused it's like oh well i shouldn't do this or this isn't going well or blah 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 it's like well it's not supposed to be easy it's not going to be easy. I had a, uh, <laughs> a moment earlier this week and I just felt like there were so many things. I felt grossly inadequate. Um, I just could not figure something out and it was breaking my spirit a little bit. And I talked to um, a person on my team um, uh, and they told me, they were like, well, you know, This is why people don't do what you're doing. This is why people don't try to recreate their lives and start their own businesses and things like that. This is why people don't, you know, maybe in your case, you know, this is why people don't become surgeons. You know, I'm sure you had that those moments. You're like, oh my god, is this really happening right now? You know, and for whoever is listening, if you do have those moments, you know, I think go back to to. To what uh, Dr. Brown was saying, it's not hopeless, it's just not supposed to be easy. And I think, for myself at least, I know I can internalize the process and uh, and, and feel like it's happening to me, not around me, not with me, not I'm evolving. And you gotta, that goes back to what you said, sometimes you gotta pause. This is not happening at you this is just something that's happening
1: baby steps man
0: oh yeah sometime yeah man that's awesome that's awesome man listen thank you so much for that i i, I know you're busy and you got a lot of stuff going on um i appreciate you taking a time some time to speak to uh, our audience and to myself um you know it's it's always great hearing from people who are as grounded and as motivated and uh and and just accomplished as yourself man I mean a lot of us um and I'll call us you know all the folks who listen to my empower you podcast I think we are all us I think there's a lot of us really working hard to connect the dots and so um to see That other folks are doing that, even at levels that we haven't reached yet, maybe it's like it's still just baby steps.
1: So baby steps. I take baby steps (laughs) too. Everybody else. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic, man. Oh my goodness, wow. It's not hopeless. It's just not easy. It's not meant to be easy. That's. That's if it, everything man. was easy
1: then, you know, how are you supposed to grow and learn?
0: Yeah. 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 You feel like I know for myself, sometimes you feel like you're gonna you're gonna snap a little bit. You're like, Okay, <laughs> something has to give here. You know, why can't I get this? You know, and that's when you do take that moment to pause. For me, I talked to my sister. Uh we yep. had a really fantastic conversation. And uh, it was just so encouraging, and uh, that was that was my moment to pause and just like, this happens, man. Like you know, so to all those listening, you know, it's not supposed to be easy, and, but it's not hopeless. You just got to keep pressing, baby steps, baby steps. Oh, Thank you, Doctor Darnell. Would you like to say anything else to to our audience on your way out? What do you What do you What you got for us?
1: No, man. I think you're doing a an amazing thing. You know, both on your own personal front of trying to like reinvent and reinvigorate yourself so that you can do this and get the word out to people who are trying to make something of themselves or trying to understand and make some sort of understanding of like all the complicated things and what's going on in their life and you know any opportunity to give direction or to help and lend a helping hand is really what it means to be part of humanity and be part of this community and part of this world. So I appreciate
0: what you're doing just as much as you appreciate what I'm doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Brown. Uh, Appreciate you. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. Um, Thank you again so, 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 so much. Um, To all those listening in the podcast, I will talk to you later. Don't forget to like Empower You Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and email us for coaching and one-on-one consultations at EmpoweryouPodcast at gmail.com. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.